0: Good grand evening, guys! Grand evening, I pray everybody is well. I hope you guys are all in good spirits. I apologize, I as I had scheduled the room to be here at six, but my body was like, no, no happening. But we're here now and we're gonna have a good conversation. Um, all month in Shape the Room. We've been talking about power. Um, in the thing in the workshop, in the community, in the space that I do called Elevate. We've been talking all things of power. And this is the last week before we move into a new topic. And as I was up last night studying and researching and just spending time with myself, I was like, what is the last thing that I could speak about in terms of power? And it just occurred to me how much each and every single one of us has a genius within us, but I'm not sure if we're aware of it. I'm not sure if we see ourselves in that light or that vibration. And it was funny because when I started to think about the genius that is within people and what it means to be a genius, I realised that it would be super powerful if we learned to release our inner genie. And I really liked how the words were different, but they sound so similar. And so when we look at the word genius... I would love to know what people, without going to a dictionary, feel what that word means and if you've ever considered yourself a genius or if you've ever considered anybody around you a genius or do you just believe that like the Einsteins of the world were geniuses, is there anybody in the audience who has considered themselves a genius or would just like to say what they think the... The meaning of that word is from the top of their head, no dictionary. Just what does that feel like to you? Please feel free to come to the stage. Anybody? Anybody want to say what genius means to them, and if they've considered themselves being a genius? Anybody? We're going one. We're going twice. Oh, oh, we got people. Oh, oh, lovely. We got loads of y'all coming up. Amazing. Let's go. Grand Rising, Miss Tina, how are you? I'm amazing, thank you. Have you considered yourself a genius? Or are you telling us what it means?
1: Well, I was thinking that it meant without looking at the dictionary. I, it, I can feel genes. I can feel
0: Ooh. The
1: beginning of something. I could I could feel like it's connected to the beginning. Nice. Um, just in the word gene and coming from like um genesis you know that beginning kind of thing I could just feel like a beginning of something nice. it feels like the ignition of name that's how it feels
0: I love that nice would you consider yourself a genius or have you ever associated with yourself or anybody else who's been a genius yeah. What, you I think you're a genius?
1: Of course, <laughs> I'm a G. I
0: call myself a G. Yes.
1: <laughs> me, I'm the room like, Mom, please, I'm a G, I'm a G.
0: G. I love G. that. Thank you. Miss Cece, tell us, Grand Rising. It's so much. It's blatantly evening. Um, uh,
1: I love this because every time I think of genius, I giggle about when my... um. Math teacher called my mum and said your child is a mathematical genius <laughs> and I thought stupid fool who told you to go and do that that was exactly what I thought um, because then it meant that my mum and dad did that bit more they you know they didn't settle for my um, half in it through school which is great um, when I think of genius I think of greatness Mm. i think being gifted within something um that's my take on genius do i consider myself genius well i didn't before but i do now
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love Uh, that nice i love it i'm a g
1: i like that i am a g yes (laughs) period
0: energy i'm a g miss sabrina grand evening i haven't seen you for a while girl how are you I'm
2: good, thank you. I'm just, I've had a lot of things that I had to deal with recently, so I've just been dealing with that. But um, when genius comes to my mind, I think of somebody that can work out and solve problems Mm. naturally. So, in themselves, they don't like, they haven't been taught how to do it, but it just comes to them organically, so they can just
1: solve and deal
0: with problems love that love that so I'm definitely, definitely
1: a genius based on sabrina's interpretation <laughs> i'm a genius i listen i am declaring it Did my sisters in
0: here hear me say i am a genius yes girl and so sabrina do you consider yourself a genius or anybody around you would you say yeah i actually believe this person is a genius or you are um
2: i believe we're all geniuses like yes. you were saying earlier i think we all have that inside of us we might not be good in certain areas
0: but there's a part of us in something that we haven't been taught but we're just naturally good at it love okay. that so i think like you said we're just we all got that genius inside of us and like tina said we're all g's so yeah we're all g's <laughs> period i love that so this evening Grand evening, guys, just to refresh the room. We're talking about unleashing your inner genie. And I've just explained that when I came up with this title last night, I was really thinking about the idea that I believe that we're all a genius and we've all got a genius within us, but what do we do with that? So I've just asked the room what their idea of a genius is and you've heard everybody share. Now, what I find very interesting is the actual meaning of a genius is exceptional, intellectual or creative power or other natural ability. That's meaning number one, exceptional, intellectual or creative power or other natural ability. And the meaning number two is an exceptionally intelligent person or one with exceptional skill in a particular area of activity. So when you actually really, really, really think about it, we are all a genius in some aspect or another. Now, my second question is, do we truly give ourselves permission to be a genius? CC, Sabrina, Tina, who would like to go first? Do you feel that you absolutely give yourself full permission to be exceptional, intellectual, or use your creative power or natural ability Or would you say that you are an exceptionally intelligent person or one with exceptional skill in a particular area of activity? Would you assign those things to yourself?
1: Yeah, 100,
0: 110%. I, I don't believe you right now. I don't believe that accent.
1: You can believe whatever you want to believe. I just said what I said and I'm claiming it.
0: You do. You're claiming it or you fully fundamentally believe? I fully know. You know? I know. That you're a genius? That I am a genius. And why would you say that? In terms of those meanings, which one would you say that you identify with? All of them. So you say you are exceptionally intellectual?
1: Yes, a hundred. Listen, hey, I've like, sweat from my eyebrow because sheesh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and how did you allow yourself to get to that place of beingness?
1: I learned to listen very, very, very well, and I learned to reply.
0: Can you give us an example? Sorry.
1: Um. I have really great coach who um, done this course, and I have these (laughs) moments. I have these moments in the course where my brain clogs just go, you know that that song I'm mute at this point. No, you just, can't. Do you mind going back? on mute? Do you mind going back on mute? Sorry, I'm having a conversation. There's these moments where my brain clogs just start twitching. twitching. And you know in them um, countdown where they play that dilly, 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 yeah? and it's like I can hear that music in my head and then I'm like, I've got it and then i can articulate it and i can share that information and i can pass it on to others so that they can learn to, to place the pieces of the puzzle together and it's like a great example my coach gave today i can look at a thousand piece puzzle and see the picture not the pieces and that is the work of a genius yeah
0: i love it yes and i'm loving the conviction and the confidence in your voice that i'm fully here for this miss sabrina would you really say that you give yourself permission to be a genius in some aspects of your life
2: um personally no i don't um i would say i know i have the traits of a genius but when i accomplish things and i do things quote unquote Being a genius, I don't give myself the credit. I just kind of push myself through because to me it's just expected of myself to do these things. Love that. um, I'm looking into myself and even just having this discussion just to say you actually don't give yourself credit. I have to kind of look into myself and know that I need to give myself more credit for all the intelligent things that I do do. And,
0: you know love that I love I just love the true thing that like just been able to identify that yeah I could operate from that space within myself but I don't necessarily say yeah like well done or that's a great place to be or even associate what I'm doing with you know the ability to be a genius I absolutely love that I love that so much appreciate that thank you I think- i'm just gonna say i
2: want to reach that level where um at cc's level where i'm
1: like yeah i am a genius
0: yes the confidence right it's a beautiful
1: place to be it's a beautiful place to be and i'm just letting y'all know i'm getting confirmation in my inbox (laughs) i'm getting messages that when i start to speak people's brains just go that is the work of a full genius
0: Uh, i really like it though because maybe a few months ago she wouldn't have been speaking with that conviction she wouldn't have been speaking with that confidence do you agree cc or
1: i I agree 100 percent. and it is the it's the actual um like sabrina said allowing yourself to go there this has been a it's been a journey for me because i would i would have sat in Yeah, that's someone else's like that's someone else's credit to take that's that's not my portion, that's not my place, but I've really, um, a sister that I met um, during clubhouse talks said one day, if God made a space for you, there's a place for you, and I have really taken to that. When I heard that, something inside of me was like, oh wow, Mm -hmm. like I'm not just in something for the sake of being in something, God made a space for me here and I'm going to claim my place. Yes.
0: So that's where your power is coming from. That's where your natural ability. I love that amazing remember these thoughts people in the room we're talking about the ability to see ourselves as a genius and we're asking the question have you ever seen yourself as a genius this title of this room is unleash your inner genie and when i looked at been able to unleash our inner genie been a genius came to mind and then i started to play with the difference between the two words and what they mean so at the minute we're just speaking about the power to be able to see yourself as a genius miss tina Would you say that based upon those explanations, exceptional intellectual or creative power or other natural ability or an exceptionally intelligent person or one with exceptional skill in a particular area of activity, do you claim and see yourself as that?
1: I do, I do, I do.
0: And which part do you see yourself in that?
1: I oh, like, I oh, don't know. As, as, as Cece said, this is a new day. I would have been like, when Cece was um, speaking, I was going, liar, liar. But then, like, she made me like stand to attention. And and I think it's funny when you call a child lame and then you see them walking, it's like, what? Wow. So yeah, I, I see it in, in every area. And I'm really glad in this moment to see it. Yeah. I'm not walking, I'm running. You see
0: the finish line? I'm running. Period. Y'all
1: better know, y'all
0: better know. Energy. So I'm here for this and I really do believe, um, as you can see, they've got the banner, they're a part of my space called Elevate and we've really been learning about power. And one thing that I've learned in this particular month is really and truly what people associate their power with. And what I've known more than ever in this month is how much people associate power with control. And they're two completely different things. So when I study and I watch people and I learn through people, I'm like, why do they associate power with control? What what is that? They're two completely different things. And then I look at society. And I'm like, wow, bingo, there you go. We live in a society right now that associates power with control. So the more control that say the government have over us is the more powerful they're seemed. The people who have the most power prospectively externally are the people who have the most control. So I'm like, wow, that's why we're affected by it so much, because our environments have a huge impact on us. And so if we don't ever stop to take a minute to think about, okay, cool, what really is my power? You can immediately assume that you're not powerful because you're not in a certain position. You're not powerful because you don't have a certain level of influence or impact. You're not powerful because you don't open your mouth. Or when you do, people don't listen to you. And so there's so many things that we associate with being powerful. And for me personally, when people started to say to me, you're a powerful woman, you're a powerful woman. Your voice is powerful. I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? (laughs) Like literally, because... For me, a lot of the decisions that I've made and the places that I've put myself in, it was never about being powerful. So I could never really see what people could see, but I could recognise there was power and impact in the choices that I made and therefore the circumstances that I was in and how that would influence other people. So then I started to recognise, wow, we associate power with the influence. So I always ask this question, what are you under the influence of? And when I started to ask that question, what are you under the influence of? I got more answers about power because what I recognized is many people are under the influence of ego. Ouch. What do I mean by that? Our ego is actually built in to protect us. And sometimes we don't really recognize when our decisions are coming from ego and when our decisions are actually coming from our higher self and are coming from God. And if you look at God or if you look at ego, technically they are opposites of each other. An acronym for ego can represent exiting God out. An acronym for God can equal guidance on demand. So when you look at genius, and it says exceptionally intelligent, it says creative power, it says natural ability, all of those things come from you having guidance on demand, come from your highest self, come from the naturalness that's already within you. But when we're not okay with that stuff within us, when we don't know how to have a relationship with it, when we don't know how to identify it, I love what Sabrina said, Like she has certain qualities, but she doesn't give herself credit when she's in a certain lane. What happens is our ego can kick in to protect us. So you might have a natural ability to do something, but ego says, "Mm -mm, child, you ain't good enough for that. You can't do that. You haven't got the qualifications, you're not ready don't do that thing no one's gonna believe you no one's gonna buy your product. no one's gonna support you we don't understand how that's even ego because as well a lot of the things that we've associated ego with is like the arrogance and the ignorance but there's a lot of other things that come under ego too many of us can't show up in our truth because of ego because of pride, because of looking good, because of wanting to be validated. That's ego. Because your truth says, I accept me fully for who I am, because who I am is great. Who I am is enough. What's within me is perfect. Ego says, "Hmm, people are gonna judge you. And when they judge you, you're gonna do this. And then you feel guilt and all of that stuff. That's all ego. But sometimes we don't understand that that stuff is ego. So where did I get Unleash Your Inner Genie from with all of this? So let me take you guys back to your childhood and let's think about the story of Aladdin. And when you think about the story of Aladdin, metaphysically, that guy represents spirit, represents a pure soul, And he finds himself in the darkness of a mountain. And when he's in this darkness of a mountain, he's surrounded by gems and jewels and all of this stuff before he comes across the lamp. Now let's compare it to scripture. Scripture tells us that Adam was sent here and Eve, and they were placed in the garden a garden that was filled with fruit, a garden that was filled with things that they were told, do not eat it. When Aladdin was placed in the darkness in that mountain, they told him, do not touch the stuff. But you see, temptation is ego. And what I love when you start to look at life metaphysically, it can represent us coming here as a pure soul, and been placed on earth. And in earth, we have earthly experiences, which means in our consciousness, in our pure consciousness, there is no right or wrong. There is no bad. There is no sickness. There is none of these things. There's just a pure soul, a pure spirit. But we come to earth in a body. So within the body and the density of our body, we're gonna experience some things good, bad, up, down, things that grow us, things that we need to release, blessings, all of that. And so what happens in the story of Aladdin is that he finds this this, um, lamp. And what happens when he begins to rub the lamp? What comes out of it? The genie. When Adam and Eve bite the Apple, what happens? The reality changes. The environment shifts. Because of that temptation, because of that ego, there's a different reality. The same for Aladdin. When Aladdin now rubs the lamp and a genius comes out, he's got given different options. So before I go on and I share what I believe the genie represents in that moment, Just based on what I've said so far, the relationship between ego and your higher self, the relationship of power of recognizing we have learned power from an egotistical point of view, in a sense. But what happens when we start to learn power from an internal, natural point of view? How do you guys, and I'm asking this to the people on the stage and anybody else in the audience, how do you think that can shift your reality? Number one, and number two, what do you think that the genie really represents? anybody can answer. CCT now, Sabrina. It
1: looks so funny because you're doing that thing again, right? Because when I came up here, I got kicked out when he was explaining what the genie meant. So then Claudine spoke, Greena spoke. And I was imagining that I used to be... And people used to rub me, and I thought that their wish was my command. And I was completely <laughs> thinking about it. But that that when you just started to speak about it, I was like, nah, she better stop it. You better
0: stop it. That's the power of spirit.
1: However. <laughs> oh yeah, so before, that's how I think I was operating. You know me. It was always about everybody else. So I got rubbed up. And their wish was my command. And, and recently I've, I've started to understand and value myself. Um, To, to understand my own G- the other thing was that, in all honesty, I would have been answering like Sabrina because I felt like I can't come up here and be egotistic and say, yeah, I'm a G. And then I caught myself. So, yeah. So I think that was the question time. To say it again? So I'm uh, sorry.
0: I love that because basically claiming your power and saying, Yeah, I'm good. I'm a genius. Like I'm a G. Imagine you would have almost associated that with being egotistical. You wouldn't have claimed that as just your truth. And to
1: tell you the truth, the other one that tricked me was when you said intellectual. Mm. I was like, oh, a certain time when people start to open their mouth and certain words come out, I'm looking to catch them. And then I heard it, intellectual. So I have an interlecturer that can allow me to communicate with the learned. And I was like, yeah, I'm a G fam, I'm a G. But certain things like that, just hearing intellectual, I was like, eh, intellectual? <laughs> and then I heard it, tell mm-hmm. lecturer? There's somebody inside of me telling me, I'm a G.
0: And the thing is, I love it because also we literally would have associated intellect with a certain collaborative of people. Maybe it's the words they use. Maybe it's their educational background. Maybe it's the way that they speak. Maybe it's the way that they present themselves. And again, now recognizing my power from a different position, I'm like, wow, the world has taught us that. The world has taught us to associate intellect with an IQ level. What is an IQ level? What is that? And when you break down the meaning of IQ, you get to recognize it's that test, it's that natural test that people can sit. And if they range between like 85 to 114, that's like an average, you know, if they get above 140, they are considered to have a high IQ or 160. And it's a a series of different questions that you can ask that is meant to be able to determine your natural intelligence. And so when they're now above a certain school, they are called geniuses. So without necessarily knowing the history of it, we probably within us somewhere have been taught that about intellect. And so if we don't feel like we were academically smart or we didn't feel like we thrived in certain environments or like for me, I really don't pronounce words correctly before I would have told myself I'm not smart. That's a whole lie. That's a whole lie. But it's what do we associate being smart with? What do we associate intellect with? However, I've always been able to lean into my creative genius. And I know that my creativity legit is a genius and my natural ability to do things. So it's almost, where do we find our genius within us? I love that. So the question that I was asking you guys is what does the genie, do you think the genie represents in context to the story I've given? So I'm just walking through the story of Aladdin and I'm saying, what do you think the genie represents? That's the question I'm asking. If you wanted to answer.
1: I think, I think that the genie is responding to the request. So it is like how everything that is in us is responding to our thinking,
0: is responding to what we're asking. That's what I think the genie represents. Love that. Perfect. Yes. Cece, Sabrina, anybody? Or anybody in the audience, you're welcome yeah, to come I, to the stage.
1: I agree with that. The genie is like the highest end of our desires, the most elaborate um, things that we could come up with. So it's like, how far do I dare to dream? That's how I see the genie.
0: I love that, amazing. Sabrina, any views on it?
1: Yeah, I kind of believe
2: um, agree with what Cece was saying. Um, can see like the genie is like our dreams and our aspirations, but also like with the genie um, in Aladdin, you only get, I think, was it like 10 wishes or something? I'm sorry. Yeah, I think they brought it
0: down to three. Yeah.
2: Yeah, three wishes. And then obviously once the wishes are um, granted, then obviously um, I think the genie can come out of the... I'm, I'm so bad at this, I can't remember it 100%, but I think the genie can come out of the lamp.
0: Yeah, so he would rub the lamp, the genie comes out, he requests a wish, and then the genie basically delivers that that wish.
1: Because remember as well, technically the genie is a prisoner of the lamp. Mm-hmm. The genie is something that's stuck inside the lamp and only comes out at the command of the master. So it's actually, um, when, I, when I thought about it, it's like, what's inside of me that is only coming out when I give that permission? When I actually say, hold on a second, um, now you're allowed to do this. Now I am I'm, I'm giving you the control and the power by rubbing you and saying, okay, grant this wish. You know, I, I love it because i love to break down children's movies it's one of my it's one of my
3: like you know
1: one of my genius things so i do
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm yeah, loving I this that. That, that excellent that was a good explanation from Ron. I, I love that because what i found in the context of the story was exactly that so i was like wow look what we do remember when I started talking about this conversation just to refresh the room we're in Shake the Room today speaking about unleashing our inner genie and when I came up with the title it inspired me to look at the meaning behind being a genius because ultimately I believe that we're all geniuses I just don't know if we've given ourselves permission to see ourselves in that way or be a genius or if we even associate with being a genius but in this month of power I've really started to tap into my inner a genius and accept the genius within me and so I was encouraged to do a room to just kind of speak about it and hopefully encourage some of you guys to recognize that you're a genius and maybe it's necessary that you tap into your inner genius but in doing so I've started to recognize how important it is to unleash our inner genie and how different they are so I'm talking through the context of Aladdin and saying that what I recognize metaphysically is Aladdin is a pure soul. And he was placed in, he found himself in, in the desert, in this mountain. And when he was inside this like mountain or whatever you guys want to call it, wherever he was, um, he was surrounded by jewels and gems and all of this stuff. And he was told not to touch anything, but he came across the lamp and he kind of rubbed it and boom, this genius not, sure, this genie came out. And with the genie come out, Claudine has just given us the idea that ultimately the genie is a slave to the lamp. The genie cannot come out of there unless it has a master, unless it has somebody that is controlling it and requesting the wishes that it can then deliver. So without that master, that lamp and that genie has no power, zero power. So I was just asking them, what do they believe the genie represents? And here's what I found in the context of Aladdin being the pure soul. But he was in a mountain inside of it, like underneath it, in the darkness, surrounded by jewels and gems and all of this stuff. Guess what, guys? He couldn't see no way out. He couldn't see no way out. He couldn't even see his value amongst all of the things that materialistically, the world had taught him to be valuable. Who's that for? Who is a valuable soul right now? And you're surrounded by circumstances and environments where you are holding yourself accountable to the fact that everyone and everything else outside of you is valuable yet you don't see your own value. You don't see your way out of your current prison. You don't see your way out of your current circumstances. You don't see your way out of your, um, the current place that you are. But then someone gives you a plug and they're like, come with me, let me show you the way. Or an opportunity presents itself in the way of a job, in the way of a relationship, in a money opportunity. And you don't believe in yourself, but you believe in that opportunity. You don't believe in yourself, but you believe in that person. You don't believe in yourself, but you believe in that circumstance outside of you to be able to change you. So, what did I learn about the genie? That the genie is our ego. How? Because when the genie said, Look, you've got three wishes. I can give him to you. The only thing he couldn't do was make him fall in love with somebody or make somebody fall in love with him. Couldn't bring somebody back from the dead. And there was one more thing. I can't remember what it was. But outside of that, it was basically like your wish is my command. Now, what we don't understand about being a soul placed completely on the universe is that's the power we have right there. The universe says your wish is my command. When you look at it in affirmations, affirmations say, I ask and it is given. When you look at it in context of being given an opportunity and people pumping things into you, you're told again and again, you're limitless. You have unlimited resources. We hear this all of the time but what do we do about it? So what did the genie represent? When he was able to now see a force outside of him that said, yes, I can make all of your wishes come true. Guess what he then said? He sent out a clear, specific request. He only had three wishes, so he had to make them count. But they were clear and specific and because the genie said i can make it happen guess what there was no fear there was no doubt there was total trust in the genie how is that ego because in this world a lot of our trust is in the materialistic things
3: we believe
0: we're successful when we own the house, when we drive the car, when we have the amazing relationship, when we're in the job that we've asked for, when we've graduated, when we've got the degree, when there's a certain amount on our bank account. But what if I tell you, you're successful now?
1: Do you know why I like this? And why this is super interesting? Because the three wishes that Jeannie couldn't grant were, um, bringing people back from the dead, he couldn't kill anyone and he couldn't make um, anyone fall in love, which is actually things which, when you think about it, you have to do, if you understand. me, you're the only person that has the power to teach someone how to love you, to give someone, to tell someone who you are, to show them how to love you. Bringing someone back from the dead, who can do that? and killing someone again it's out it's outside of your um ethos if that makes It's it's, Mm. it's not an ethical thing so i love that he said i can do anything because it's actually allowing you to stretch your I, i totally get that ego makes so much sense all right i'm with you all right all right genius
0: all right, genius. Ah, <sighs> some say I'm a genius, you know. All right,
1: genius. Grand I'm evening,
0: genius. Mr. Claude. You raised your hand. I was trying to bring you to the stage before, but it wasn't working. Did you have a point on one of the questions or what I was just speaking about?
3: Wasn't the um, wasn't one of the wishes that the genie couldn't do was give you another three wishes?
0: Oh, yes. Smarty pants. Oh, you couldn't wish for
3: more wishes. Yet.
0: Yes, you couldn't That's wish right. for more wishes. You couldn't bring anybody back from the dead. And I don't, I think it was, you couldn't make anybody fall in love with you. But when you look at the original context of these, of, of um, a lot of storylines, fairy tales, right? They actually originate from Egypt and Africa and they were principles. They were folk stories. They were the stories that families and, and generations and communities would sit down around the fireplace and talk about. Right, because it was a way of us understanding ourselves. It was a way of us understanding history. And the genius that Walt Disney is, right? He turned these into cartoons. But every single one of not just the Walt Disney cartoons, you've got the Pixar cartoons, like the fairy tale movies, there is a deeper meaning in each of these if we choose to look for it. So now when you start to understand that the genie, right, is the is the ego. We trust our ego. A lot more than we trust what, guys? Who's gonna get an A plus for the answer? Ourselves. Ourselves. Aladdin trusted
1: the genie with his wishes. And actually, he trusted the genie to do the things that naturally he was doing anyway. He created this story. He, he done this whole parade. You know, his one of his wishes was make me a prince. Amen. And actually what, Jasmine fell in love with was his heart who he was inside and what he brought to the table so it didn't matter how elaborate his parade was and you know all of the people singing and all of these gems and stuff that he presented to have She fell in love with who he was and it was the simplicity it was that magic carpet ride that solidified no I I want this man.
0: Amen so now you get the context of the room when he released the genie because remember He wanted to set the genie free. So, when he released the genie, when he released the ego, when he released all of that outside stuff of him that he was believing in more than he believed in himself, he was able to fully be himself. He was able to be in love, like in love with another person, but in love with life itself as himself. So what does this tell us about power, people?
1: And actually, they changed the rules. They actually changed the rules, because before that, it was a princess could only marry a prince. And her father then changed the rules to allow for her to marry who she chose to marry, because he saw the value In Aladdin, he saw the things that he was willing to do for her, things that he was willing to do for himself, the things that he was willing to do for him, you know, how he saved his life. And that's actually what allowed them to change the rules.
0: Amen. So what does that tell us about us in context to our own lives? What does that tell us? I'm asking anybody in the audience, all of us can come to stage. What does that tell us about us in context to our own lives? What does it tell us about us in context to power outside of what we would have associated power with before? What does it tell us about ego? What does it tell us about God? What does it tell us?
1: that we are the creators of our lives, of our stories, should we choose to lean in and listen to our inner guidance, our God on demand.
0: Amen. I love that. Anybody else on the stage? What is it telling you about you? Was it telling you about life? Was it telling you about ego, God, or power? How can we see ourselves within this story? I'm gonna say you know like aladdin how he wanted to change himself a lot of the times we try to change
2: ourselves to fit in but in reality what jasmine liked about him was the fact that originally like the carpet ride and it was just that simplistic lifestyle that she kind of was drawn to why she liked him and his personality in himself is what she liked in him and I kind of took that in like with everyday life, the people that generally will love you will love you for yourself like you won't, you don't need to pretend or become someone else just to win people over eventually it would come to you like you're calling your life. The lifestyle that you're supposed to
0: have will come to you if you're your organic self um that's what I, can I love that. love love that Sabrina and I love that so much because just this morning um in Shake the Room there was a beautiful moment where Tina and Dixie were in the room and they came to this vulnerable place and Dixie had to take off her strong suit and mum coached her through it And it's like her sister came up to support her and her sister said, in family, we all have roles to play. You're choosing to carry so much of that weight. You're choosing to play a certain position. You're choosing to play a role. And sometimes we do that so often in our lives out of lack of value. So we go into places and positions thinking, if I do the most, it will make me more valuable. If I achieve, if I go out into the world and get a PhD, a degree, this qualification, that qualification, this, it will make me more valuable. Not knowing that, yo, you're so valuable without all of the titles as much as you're valuable with them. You're valuable without carrying the whole load by yourself as much as you're valuable when you delegate and say, I need help. You're valuable just as you are without thinking you need more. That's the ego part of the world, which I heard so much in this story. It's like if we become the princess or the prince or the king or the queen, now people can see how valuable you are. But what happens when you wake up every day as the prince? What happens when you look in the mirror and you see the queen where you are right now in your life? What happens when you go to the mirror and you see the king right now? Because also before that, in 5 a.m., we began to listen to a book called The Slight Edge, which I encourage every person to listen to. Um, And within that book, in the very first chapter, in the first couple of pages, the guy is talking about his own journey. And he's talking about how he went from being the beach bum to the millionaire. And actually, he first described them as two different people. And then he said, actually, I'm both of them. I'm the beach bum as much as I'm the millionaire, he's a multimillionaire, but he also was the beach bum. And he said, the crazy thing is in becoming the multimillionaire, guess what guys? He didn't change himself. He said, I didn't have no crazy enlightening Eureka moment. I didn't change myself, but he started to season the way that he moved. He started to understand the system that he needed to put in place to be more successful. But he didn't need to change who he was. Some of us don't even accept ourselves. That's why I love what Sabrina said. And the only journey that we're on is thinking, I need to change, I need to change, I need to change, I need to become something else, I need to. And actually, maybe the only thing that you need to do to be successful is fully accept yourself. The moment that I fully accepted myself is the moment my life changed. The moment that I realized and accepted the ratchetness in me as much as I accepted the godliness in me. The moment that I accepted the arrogance in me as much as I accepted the vulnerability in me. The moment that I accepted the bitch in me as much as I accepted the beautiful, kind-hearted, caring person in me. That's where the game changed. When I was trying to decline the fact that, girl, there's some stuff in you that mm -mm, I didn't like it. No one outside of me liked it. But the minute I began to like it, I started to notice the people that had always liked me for me. The people that always accepted me for me. The minute that I was trying to change, 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 change. And I'm talking about the core of who I am. I'm not saying you don't change your habits. I'm not saying you don't change the things that you do, but I'm talking about your actual self, your actual personality. The minute that I was trying to change those things, I was surrounded by a lot of people who was judging everything that I was and everything that I did. I don't really have that around me at all because I'm in full acceptance of who I am and I'm okay with me. And actually I say this all the time and I got it from one of my great teachers, Lisa Nichols. When I wake up in the morning, one of my greatest things to do is like me first. And when you like you first, trust me, you don't care if the world likes you or not. You ain't even looking to be liked. Because I recognize that every single day when I wake up, I have a choice and a duty. And that's to my father, my creator. What I do is for him. It's not for this world and by doing things for him, he puts me in positions and place, which is allows me to do things for others. Some of us are doing so much for others because lack of value. But when you start to fully accept yourself, you start to see things differently. Miss Tina, Mr. Claude, do you guys see yourself in the story or anything in the context of that story or what I've shared in terms to your lives?
1: I hear it um from the etymological root of Aladdin it means like of the heightened one of the noble one it's like of your higher self so I hear in what you're sharing in the story that when um and and relating it to the ego I was like wow that was incredible to take it that way but I hear that um when Aladdin accepted himself, like when I've accepted myself, there's more peace. You don't have to be in the story. You could just be at peace with, wow, every single
0: part of the journey called life that's made me who I am. I accept it all. So I think that's it. That's I love that. Amazing. And one of the most amazing answers that I found in this month of power. Do you know what I've found? to be one of the most powerful things been at peace the other day in the middle of the week I was here my children were outside playing my house was cleaned and cleansed like completely blessed my candles were lit I had my incense burning I had finished everything on my to-do list I had used my habit tracker and it was pretty much complete And I just sat on my bed and I was like, God, thank you. Like I'm at a place in my life where there's just peace. There's no expectation from even life itself. There's no expectations from others. There is a place of peace. And within that peace, I was like, yo, This is real power. I remember when I thought that power, like many people, was control. I also remember when I felt like power was seriously linked to success, as in the more successful you are, the more powerful you are. I believe completely different now. The more peaceful (laughs) that you are, I believe you're more powerful. And so peace is my portion these days. Things that used to irritate me, they just don't. People that used to irritate me just doesn't. Things that people expect me to get mad about, I just don't. Because I made a conscious choice years ago that I was gonna choose joy at the cost of everyone and everything. I was going to sacrifice my miserableness, my expectations, my lack, all of that stuff to choose joy. And I love it because Julie's in the room and she's a part of Elevate. And most days when she checks in, she says, I'm choosing joy. And in her choosing joy, she's getting realizations after realizations after realizations. Hence why when Cece came to the stage and she was just talking with this conviction, like, yo, I'm a genius. Like, I don't even need to explain it. Like, that's just me. I see myself as that. I'm like, yes. Months ago, many people are saying that now didn't have that conversation with themselves, didn't have that view of themselves, didn't have that context. But as much as we can change our perspective on life, and when you really do change your perspective on life, it changes everything. When Aladdin released hmm, the genie, the question is, was the genie really granting those requests? Or was it his request to the universe that was allowing it to happen anyways? Because our arc skin is always giving us the answers. What we put out, we get back. The laws of attraction always work. But are we looking at the fact that it's a law or are we associating it with the fact that it's these things? and i was listening to a book last week and it was talking about the different things that we've used over time like the different you know like when people used to say like the horseshoe is good luck people have their crystals people have like the buddha different things that people believe if you have these things in certain places they will give you a certain outcome you'll be able to attract more of what you want you'll be more powerful you'll be more protected whatever the the whatever the belief is and so my question is this Is it really that thing that is protecting you or attracting more in your life? Or is it the belief that it's going to work? I'm going to need you to start asking yourself these quality questions. Because you only have to study science to recognize some of the laws and algorithms that we're playing with every single day. Hence why I always say life is a game. Over years, they've done studies, and I shared this yesterday, studies of exercise, right? And the the recent study that I was reading about is where they put um, hundreds of people into three groups. Group A was just told, basically, do the exercise every day. I mean, once a week, do a certain amount of exercise, at least 20 minutes of exercise once a week. You know, we'll see what your results are over a period of time to say the period of time was three months the second group was told the exact same right but they were also also given motivational stuff to go with it so it was do a certain amount of exercise every week over a certain period of time but also add this level of motivation so they were given like lectures information stuff that was supposed to motivate them to do it The third group was given the same original lecture about the motivation and told about the benefits of exercise and all of that stuff. But the third group were told to write down each week, the time and date that you was going to carry out the exercise. What group was most successful? Which of those groups had the highest rate of success in terms of not only doing the exercise, but the results that came from it, the third group. And so it went to show you that the motivation part of it didn't matter. What actually mattered was the fact that they were clear and specific about when they were going to do the exercise, so they were more likely to do it, hence they got the results. The people who had all of the motivation in the world, as well as were were told to do the exercise, their rates of success were the exact same as the first group, who were just told to do the exercise. So what does that tell you about life? When we get clear and specific about what we want and what we desire, it's easier for us to become that. It's easier for us to go after it. It's easier for us to create it. But some of us don't understand vision yet. And also, when your vision is from God's, bro, it's clear as day what you've got to do. Your steps are presented to you daily. You don't even know why you've been asked to go to that place until you get there and you're like, thank you. Certain times you're not even asking, things are just coming to you. But when the vision is from ego, like if I become this and I have that, and I get this and this, I'm gonna be more, 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 more successful, more valuable, more powerful. People are gonna do this and that respect me more. Ego. The path is a lot harder. How do I know? Because I've lived both.
1: one of the things that you're sharing I had an operation, I think it was 2013, and while I was lying in the bed, my cousin was explaining to me that, look, I'm visualising you're skipping every day. I am visualizing you skipping everyday i did not know when last I had skipped. I'd skipped when up to Mississippi when I was little. Did you miss the loop? You're out. No. <laughs> <laughs> he told me that while I was there, staples all up with stomach and everything. He said to me, every day, think about Skipping, just visualise skipping. <sighs> but I, I'd always taught him certain things. And one of the things that I'd always taught him is that we're not what we think we are, we are what we think. So he threw it back on me. He said, this is what you told me. What you It's what you think. So just think about skipping. And I came out, and as Tanya knows, <laughs> I could skip easily when I started skipping. And I believe that was because I was skipping in my head even before I touched the rope. And Tanya was training a young man at the time. And he was like, no, 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 Tanya. I can't believe you're Mother. Here, skipping a iCast skip. He couldn't do like one he couldn't do one or two skips. And he was like, nah, man, this is embarrassing. I got I gotta I gotta do this. So I do think you're right that when I was doing that in my head, it made doing it a lot more easier because I had already visualized
0: and saw myself doing it. And it's so, so believe, true. There's so much power
1: in actually, you know, taking your thinking there, taking your mind
0: there. So, yeah. And also the other studies that I've been talking about in exercise is exactly that. They were split into two groups. Half the group had to actually do a certain level of rowing each day, physically rowing. And their results were measured over time, how much weight they lost, all of that. And the other group did not physically row. They visualized their self rowing for the same amount of time that the people were physically rowing. They visualized their self rowing. In their mind's eye, they rowed every day. Who got the best results? The people that visualized it. And so I felt that today to end up this chapter of power in terms of shaking the room and these topics that I'm bringing to you guys, I just want you to truly start to recognise the power that you have within. Um, And I've started to run again. I've told you guys this and and I just run kind of when I feel like running. It's nothing crazy, you know. Um, and even today, like this is the second time that I've run today in the week. And normally I've been looking for like the gold post that I'm running towards the lamppost, the wall. There's certain markers which I have, right? Because my aim is to get a little bit further and a little bit further. And today, before I stepped outside, I could hear the excuses. Oh my gosh, they were I was taking so long to put on my clothes because it was like, Oh, your calves are hurting and you didn't get much sleep, you slept for two hours, bag of excuses. But by the time I got out the door, I was so aware of my excuses that I told myself, yo, T, we ain't having this, babe. We're not having this. We're not having this. You used to be a runner. Like, you used to run. It's not that it's hard. Yeah, you've put on some weight. Yeah, you haven't run like you used to run. But girl, your legs can move. Your ass better run. And so I was just ready to run. And so when I started running and I was like, ah, the lamppost is so far, I said, why am I looking to the end? Why don't I start to just focus on my breath now? And instead of keeping my head up and looking to the end, I allowed my eyes to come a bit more down. And all I concentrated on, one foot in front of the other. That was it. One foot in front of the other. That's all my algorithm in my head was. One foot in front of the other. Guys, guess what? Before you know it, I was at the lamppost. And I was no longer focused on the end. I was focused on the now. I was focused on the present. I was focused on the breath. And as I built that algorithm in my head, that momentum one foot in front of the other, yo, when I started to really focus, I watched my pace get up. And I was like, let's go. like, you got to understand, that type of shit excites me. I watch it get up. I'm like, yes, until when it got to, like, the home run, I do this stretch where it's like, we ain't stopping on this road. I don't even care how much your heart beats. I don't care how much your legs hurt. We are not stopping on this run. Again, I stay focused on one foot in front of the other, my pace, and I recognise When I put my head up and I saw 100 yards, I was like, beast mode, go! And I just ran. And when I got to the end, I was like, yes! That felt so good. That felt so good. And sometimes, even like Sabrina said at the beginning, we don't give ourselves credit. We don't give ourselves permission to get to that part. But we will happily downplay ourselves. We will happily wait around all day getting certificate after certificate going into room after room trying to share our knowledge and our thing so other people can see how valuable we are but we're not willing to just sit with ourselves and say you know what I know I'm valuable I know I'm amazing so I can go into rooms and just listen sometimes as much as I can go into rooms and add value to the room I recognize that I can get value from any room that I'm in I can get value from any conversation I have I can get value from any interaction I have because I step outside of ego and I start to see the God that's within me in every other person. I start to see the value that's within me in every other person. Sometimes our judgment of ourselves allows us to judge other people, allows us to judge our circumstances, allows us to judge our success. But when we unleash that inner genie, and we start to trust the power within, we start to trust and fully accept who we are, who we've always been. We come to a beautiful place of peace. And in that beautiful place of peace, we come to a beautiful place of power. And honestly, it's a beautiful place to be. Miss Dom, welcome to the stage, Queen. What's good?
1: Good things, man. Um... I was just um, thinking on what um, you've been saying and it reminded me of one of my lessons I have on my post-it notes so when I wake up they're one of the first things I see and um, if you can imagine it you can create it and actually listening to what's being said and obviously thinking of obviously the aspects of the genie knowing that you're your own genie and actually if you look at the old potential and you're like okay I want to do this and you put it in your head you visualize it um that you have the ability to do it and um it just reminded me of that quote that I probably just take for granted because I look at it every day and I'm like okay this is what I'm going to do and I don't actually see it as something as in something to do but actually it is actually something that's so powerful that you need for essential life if you are going to be your own genie access your
0: full potential power that's what you need to be able to imagine what you want and see love that absolutely love that and that's another way to look at it we are the inner genie so sometimes when we take away all of those external factors all of those things that we so believe in but we begin to believe in self. Do you know what you can create? And I really stand by that quote. If you can dream it, you can be it. If you dream it, you can create it. If it's in your mind's eye, no matter how tiny it is, do you understand that you have the power to bring it to life? How do we go about doing that every single day? And so do you guys understand now what I linked it? with being a genius because a geniuses make some stuff happen. And when we were talking about what genius means, I just wanted to look up the gen because I heard the gen, I heard the genesis, I heard the gen, I just heard gen. And what gen means by itself is just information. Can you imagine? Gen by itself means information. So what is the gen within you? What is the information that has naturally been built into you? And what are you doing with it? Mr. Claude, do you have anything to say? Mr. Claude, are you there?
3: Yes, I'm here, but I was, um. I was listening, but I wasn't um, interacting really with the room like that because I was just um, talking to my uh, niece, uh, Michelle. Oh, okay. um, Okay, so I'm still here. Um, I'm just heading over to Christina's, and so I'm listening. Um, I understand the theory of the genie, and I think the genie is that person within you that sometimes you think, oh, yeah, I can rely on him. I can he'll, he'll give me this he'll give me that but the only person that can give you whatever you want is yourself because you've got to put yourself in that space in that time and be truthful to your, be truthful to yourself and go from there. Yes, the genie, is, the genie to me is a story. It's a it's a it's just one of those stories for myth. But if you put it into real life, then you break it down to real life. It's been, it's you. It's what how can you? you know, we all have aspirations we will have um uh, things that we want to elevate ourselves to and it's how we it's how we maneuver how we put ourselves in that space
0: in that time to do it and go forth that's what i think love that love it love it love it so i thank you all for your perspectives for your Um, contributions for your views and opinions on this conversation today I pray that it allows you to even look at the story differently but also look at your story differently start to begin to see yourself as a genius and really ask yourself like what are you doing with your exceptional intellect what are you doing with your creative power what are you doing with your natural abilities what are you doing with them And how can you bring more of them to the forefront as much as how much can you release that inner ego in you? How much can you release the idea that the more material things that you have is the more successful you'll be? The more letters behind your name is the more valuable you are. How valuable are you without any title? How valuable are you when you're sitting at home by yourself in the dark? How valuable are you In moments of peace how powerful are you and I pray that as we wrap up this month of power that you've all had some amazing insights I sure know I have throughout the rooms and the conversations and we're stepping into a new topic for the next four weeks and we're going to be talking all things purpose so i anticipate it's going to be more interesting more juicy more eye-opening but i'm here for it and i just want to continue to ev- inspire and encourage everybody to invite people to come into shake the room if you're not following the club click the greenhouse at the top and please um, some of the people have just realized that we're stepping into purpose, please click the green house and start to follow the club. There's lots of good quality conversations in here. And what I love about the context of the conversations in the shape, of the room is I pray that it encourages people to be unapologetic and it encourages people to ask questions because when we ask different questions, we start to get different answers. So I pray that you guys have enjoyed this conversation. Again, apologies for me being late and checking in today, but I made it and we've had a beautiful conversation. And I'm just going to ask anybody, even if you wasn't on the stage, do you have any final words, opinions or views to offer to this conversation? And anybody on the stage, do you have anything that you would like to say?
1: Yes, I want to tell you that my intellectual had tell me the genie had mean gene, Jean, right? Amen. When, when you look at genie, say in four, so he gave me the right in <laughs> to lead me to the thing. Yes. So I, I just trust the intellectual that. Yes, that's the thing. no. I'm serious. It's really great how, if you trust yourself, you can start to hear yourself. Yeah.
0: Love that. I
1: don't, within guide guidance from within so thank you for today it's been beautiful as
0: always i love it you're very welcome anyone else on the stage any final words and honestly really trust yourselves guys seriously
2: can i just say one thing so um you was talking about you doing the run and today i was saying to myself i'm gonna go back to the gym and it's the First time today that I'm supposed to be going back to the gym, but I was finding so many excuses until I wow. had this this conversation, and it literally just pushed me to say, "Do you know what, Sabrina Life is short. You got to get up. Consistency. You got to be consistent. If, if it's really what you want, and it's what you visualize, you got to do the action, and the action will make the result. But if you just sit down and keep saying you want something." It's not gonna change, you know. Yes. So, like I'm visualizing it, and I'm just, I'm, I'm making it my reality. And there was one thing that I, I kind of did pick up on as well. There was a quote. I want to just read it quickly. Yes, please
0: do. A dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. A plan backed by actions become your dreams come true love that say it again for the ones at the back who didn't hear it
2: a dream written down with a date becomes a goal a goal broken down into steps becomes a plan
0: a plan backed by action makes your dreams come true love it and you know why that's so beautiful Sabrina because in Elevate we've really been going ham about habits and what I found a lot of the people that are in the community in the network are avoiding recording their habits so it's almost like yeah I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that but you're not writing it down so there's nothing to be held accountable to you're not recording what you're doing daily there's nothing there's no way of looking back and saying hey what steps did I take you know mm. um so I've been going crazy to them about recording the process because then you're able to see like okay cool you know what I work really well Monday to Thursday but on Friday to Sunday I don't so what can I do with Monday to Thursday that's going to make me great right so it's almost to get about learning about yourself and developing the skills and habits that work with you not against you it's the same way a couple of weeks ago I I invited everybody in Shake the Room to write down three things that you wanted to achieve in six months who are you willing to become dream as big as you want right but in six months if you could wake up in six months on the 25th of December and say oh my gosh I've done this what would it be and then use the six months to break it down into smaller steps so now We're not just putting things into the universe, although we are because we understand the power of it. We are taking action in faith towards it. And when we take action in faith, yo, the universe understands that language. God starts to respond because he's like, okay, cool. I can see that you're faithful. I'll bless you with what you want but we don't understand the importance of writing things down we don't understand the importance of dating things and just notice as well what I spoke about in terms of the exercise the people who said I am going to exercise at this time on this date more successful and so over lockdown I be- built myself into the habit of exercising at six thirty every day no excuses but when I'm not leading those classes it was easy for me to fall off then I noticed my ass is miserable. I noticed I'm grumpy. I noticed I'm tired. I'm like, what? This isn't my portion. Let's go. I realized, girl, it's because you stopped exercising. Also, the weight that I was putting on, the way that I was talking to myself, all of it, mm it all had to go. And now I'm feeling better again. I'm not exercising to lose weight or I'm not exercising to achieve a certain thing. I'm exercising because it makes me feel great. I'm exercising because I need to look after the temple that's my body. And so when you put all of those things into perspective, now you have a different place to move. And I've said to everybody this, if you just become one, one percent better each day over a year, you become 37 percent better. If you read 20 pages per day, you would have read around 30 books a year. If you saved £10 a day, you would save 360 sorry, £3,650 a year. If you ran one mile a day over a year, you would have run 365 miles. So it's the small habits and the consistency that all of us underestimate. And I just literally read that information off of a little post, but also... It's the fact that even this morning when we were looking at the slight edge, it is the small, consistent steps that over time make the difference. But we don't give ourselves permission to do the small things because we want to take the leap or we want to land in a suddenly. But suddenlies are a result of continuous action, continuous faith, continuous belief, continuous expectation that great things are going to happen to you. That's how you accumulate a suddenly. So I just pray that through this conversation, I love that, Sabrina, get to the gym, girl. Cut the excuses and put in that work. I definitely will. Yes. Anyone else on the stage? Claudine, Cece, Dad, any final words?
1: I love today's very good. Go
3: on, Dad. yeah Yeah, it was a good it was a very good room um and what you don't what you have to do is take some of this advice that you've given us because at the end of the day you're a genie you're the genie in this room because look how you've got how many people together one two two four six eight ten twelve fifteen people in a room and you know you're holding court so you're the genie in this one thank you
0: amen i accept i'm a g i'm a g i'm a g Yes, thank you, Dad. Miss Cece?
1: I love the room today. It was great. I um, definitely want to listen to a replay, but I just love how you brought such a basic concept and gave it so much depth. Um, That is definitely the genius in you talking. And I just hope that after today, everybody claims their inner
0: genius. I love that, because we've all got it in us. And the more that we release the genie, the genius is right there. The magic is right there. The more we release the fears and the doubts, it is right there, it's always been there. We don't even have to rehearse it. We don't need to practice it. And I love it because what I've started this room playing is Yay by Burner Boy. And I love the idea of my yay is different to your yay. (laughs) I love that tune. This isn't the tune, but when you really start to yeah, 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 When you start to G yourself up, when you start to believe in yourself, your yay is different. So many people believe in their doubts. So many people believe in their affairs. And again, there's a lot of people that have no self-love. Yo, none, no values. But they live on this bag of egotistical confidence. And you can smell it when you walk in a room around them people and i'm always blessing them i'm always sending them love but when your yay is really grounded in the foundation of being an amazing incredible divine human being that you're kind to others you're compassionate to others you come and set intentions always from a place of love your yay is different dom any final words love Nope. we all good to go? No oh. final
1: words, but have a great evening, guys. It was a lovely room. Thank you very
0: much. Awesome. Thank you, Dom. And thank you for your contributions throughout the whole day. Been sound. I've remembered them all day. And everybody just doing your thing, in and out of shape, the room. I pray you continue to believe in yourself. I pray you continue to believe in your yay. I pray you continue to just drip. Because, you know, one of my favourite affirmations was, I'm dripping in melanin and magic, period. i'm dripping in honey melanin and magic period i started to affirm differently over my life and the more that i started to have fun with my affirmations the more that life started to have fun with me have fun with yourselves have fun with the journey continue to enjoy the process and believe in your growth yay have an incredible evening people and thank you so much for being here (laughs)
2: Stuck hey Cheer yourself
1: up
2: guys